Dente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have The Ballad of Joey Fucknuts, <laughs> um, part one. <laughs> Um, it's not the exact title, but we'll tell no, you. It, it, yeah, the, 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 the part one uh, of the of the Ballad of Joey Fucknuts, because that's what we're basically covering the, the four stories over the course of the next couple of weeks. Um, and the, this, the first one is Joey Fucknuts builds a flying machine. So, yeah, we're we're touching back uh, down to uh, Vulture Gulch uh, SCP-3885 because turns out Cadaver Commander made a slew of stories surrounding Vulture Gulch. Uh, specifically, it's Mayor. Uh, and we're going to just see how creepy and weird and silly it is. With this title, it's totally going to be serious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's let's just dive into the rundown that I've I've masterfully assembled for this uh, for this episode. So Joey Fucknuts, Mayor of Vulture Gulch, and living and and the living mute, mutated dead therein has been contemplating the sky and the freaky things that stay up there. Atop his burning tire throne, he stares at his notes painted in grease on the back of Vulture Vic's diner and reflects on his research. Birds, who need to be interviewed about their flight abilities. Enigmatic clouds that are just creepy. The scary and painful sun that hurt him for doing nothing but looking at it. And strangest of all, those sky arrow things that are clearly sending Joey messages that he just can't decipher. Yet. As he's looking on at his notes and reflecting on the sky, he is interrupted by three of his fellow townsfolk. Chef, uh, a four-armed m- mutant who makes the best scrap burgers and oil soup. There's Awesome, a muscle-bound behemoth who is awesome. Yes, accurate. And Flower, the prettiest corpse gal in Vulture Gulch, and to which Joey has a secret crush. Shh. Adorable. The three of them have a box with that, uh, with strange words on it, and are scared of the rattling sound that's coming from within because they're not sure what it is. It could be bugs, and that's just gross. Um, so Joey, being a well-read man, possibly the only one in Vulture Gulch to, able to be to read, so a well-read man, um, discovers that the box is a package of Lego, specifically the parts needed to build a toy sky arrow thing, according to the image on the box. Uh, the trio are overjoyed by the prospect of being able to smash and rebuild, or sorry, the prospect of building and smashing and rebuilding and smashing something and leave Joey to ponder. If there are toys of those Sky Arrow things, that means they're machines, and that means they can be built. Joey is then motivated to go forth and build his own Sky Arrow thing. Till next time. And that's the story, in a nutshell. <laughs> Yeah. Uh so yeah. Um we're just gonna, gonna dive into the grammar inquisition. Um sorry. <clears throat> Everyone tolerates the grammar inquisitions at this point. Uh because I have one. <laughs> I also have one. Let's hope it's not the same, same one. one. <laughs> I think it might be the same one. Be. Uh four sky arrow things. Nope. <laughs> sort of like birds, but really high up and not flappy. Noisy. Not sure how doesn't come down. What are they pointing at? So it's hard to say, it's hard to pronounce the issue here, but doesn't has the apostrophe or it doesn't have an apostrophe <laughs> between N and T. 
and it should. Mm. However, it's written note taking from a zombie mutant dude. <laughs> so <laughs> character writes. Right. Yeah. And and it does say that he is the smartest uh, uh one of all, hence why he's the mayor. Uh mm-hmm. and he does know what writing utensils are from before, from the before times. But long, long ago. Yeah. So yeah, it's just yeah, it doesn't. I, I think I have a note on that. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Um but yeah, so that's that's my grammar inquisition. So, Mikey, these is real. Do you have anything? Yes, I have a conjunction junction combined with uh, it. All right. And next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. It made sense to him that there had to be something up there that he couldn't see. And he knew that there were things up there. It was written on the side of the ruins of Vulture Vic's diner in bearing grease. It was here that Joey began to enter dangerous and somewhat frightening intellectual territory, but he had no idea how to get there. It said, Lego, in white letters on a red and yellow background, and the words Boeing 787 Dreamliner, which didn't make any sense to him. But at the bottom and on other parts, he could see the words construction and kit and toy, which he knew. And it was in the sky. It was flying. And that box had parts in it to somehow make one of them. And you can make machine. Finn. I think that, that changed a little bit. It, it slightly changes, but it also kind of captures the the bare bones of the story a little bit. It also like the way it was going, it was like it was saying like there's something that holds up the sky and stuff, and it was saying like those words were written on the side of Vic's diner, but then also all the description of the Lego box was on the uh, Vic's diner, and also that whole area was flying. <laughs> so like Vic's diner is flying through the sky with this information on it. <laughs> That's the way I interpreted that. Fair. Hmm. All right. <laughs> um, so is that it for your grammar question? Yes. Okay. Uh, the gamer, you're up. If you you mine, you say you have you found another inquisition. Yeah, mine's kind of sneaky. It's not okay. a traditional grammar inquisition. So mine is uh, actually the first word. Um, Joey Fucknuts <laughs> lit three cigarettes. Blah 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 blah. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, Joey Fucknuts is the URL link. Yes. And clicking on Joey Fucknuts takes you to the SCP about the whole town, which doesn't really make sense. It shouldn't, I feel like the URL should be on the first mention of where they are. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get, I get what you mean. I, yeah. Like I could, I could, could, you know, you, you continue. Yeah. That's my, my note anyways. (laughs) So (laughs) so yeah, for me, I don't know why his name here is what's linked because I assume it's to make it, make sure you see right out the gate that this is connected to the previous story. But still, I would expect it to be on the first mention of a location. Like, later on, it says, like, still in the first area, it says it was written on one side of the ruins of Vulture Fix Diner. And, like, the word ruins, that could be underlined. Because, like, the whole mm, okay. town is the ruins of a town, right, that they're living in. Yeah. Um. My, yeah, my counterpoint is that you want to get that link out of the way as fast as possible so that people can go check that out first to get the context. And Joey Fucknuts is... While he's not the focal point of of SCP three eight eight five, he he's not even is, 
a he he is mentioned and he is a reference he is referenced in it. It was so it's Chef. True. Um, I don't. know. I'm just saying, like you want to like if you're expecting you want to have the story. Okay. My other counterpoint is to get to Joey Fucknuts build the flying machine. It's three quarters of the way down the main story, so it's not like that one's led it right at the gate. Where's that? What? The link to get to Joey Fucknuts builds the flying machine is in the first in the main SCP. Yes. It's highlighted under low intelligence or whatever, right? Yeah. And that's way the hell down there. So I, I personally don't think there'd be a problem also, swapping yeah. from the first line to the third paragraph, which is still in the first area before you need to scroll anything. Counterpoint, counterpoint, counterpoint. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I also think that I, this is kind of like a tie into the to SCP-3885, which we covered last week. But I do feel like that link that's in SCP-3885 or three eight eight five that talks about Joey Fucknuts built a flying machine. I feel like it should be in the one mention in SCP entry three eight eight five, where one of the creatures or one of the one of the be- the townsfolk ta- says Joey, which is at the very bottom of that of that entry. Uh, I think one of them does say, "Yeah, Joey said that it was it was it was uh, uh, said the boss was uh, was coming or something like that." Um, I, that's just like a paraphrasing, obviously, but like it is in there. He's like the the one person says joey and i think that would be a perfect time to put the link for joey fucknuts uh build the flying machine story counterbreaker okay you're right (laughs) what (laughs) confusing the hell out of you here but also i still think it should be at the word ruins here okay oh no yeah oh yeah no uh, yeah like uh for for this story i do feel like uh, like i'm i'm fine with it being at Joey Fucknuts because I see the the method to the madness, but yeah, to to kind of like connect it stronger to like the SCP entry, or like have a little bit more stronger connection to the SCP entry, it should be something that's more affiliated with Vulture Gulch rather than Joey Fucknuts. Yes. So I'm I'm saying I agree with you, but I also see I'm also agreeing with the the, the story's use. <laughs> okay, I, I still you're not gonna get me off of this uh, soapbox on this one. <laughs> no, that's fine. And I'm not trying to. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just like stating my opinion on it. <laughs> weird. It's, it's our show. <laughs> Opinions weird. Does make sense. Yeah. Okay, that's all I got. Okay. So uh then let's go on to actual thoughts. Um man, this sto- this episode's going really quick. <laughs> um so I'm gonna start off with the formatting. Uh because this for this story is not formatted like a regular story, at least like font size wise and stuff like that. And I don't know about about you guys. But I, I kind of like the way it's formatted. So like with the all caps um, and or and bold red words for the the notes that Joey takes on Vic Steiner, like they're all it's like a jot form note, but it's all in big red letters. And then there's at the very end of the story, there's like a, an inner monologue kind of thing, which I'll touch on later. Um, that is all that is very small font and yellow. Um, and those are separated by like gaps of uh, of like um or by break line or by gap line or no, what's the, what's the word for that? Gap, I guess they're, they're separated by spaces of, uh, um, from the, from the regular text, like from the normal, like 11 font, uh, like Arial sort of thing, um, of the rest of the story. And I, I really kind of dig that for this story because I think it works because this, it gives this, this story a bit more character and feel to the themes of these eccentric, of the eccentric machinations of Joey and his, 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 uh, his kin in Vulture Gulch. Like it seems to, we're, 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 we're reading this story from, it, it may not be like first person, but it's from the perspective of the townsfolk of Vulture Gulch. So 
I I really do think it works as a uh, as as weird as the as the um the formatting is uh, from yep. conventional storytelling. Yeah, I have a note on that too, where I basically just said I like how <laughs> his findings are written out, and and then it's basic. It then after the findings, it basically flashbacks to Joey doing his research on that exact thing. It's yeah. a good way to do it to get both both the the immersive visual of what's on the wall and the story behind it. Yeah, like any other way, like I'd I'd improve upon it would probably be to actually like make a Photoshop of like a scrawling on a wall and just make yeah. that an image there for that to be tech, like the text. But that that might be going a little too far. But I think that would basically be like the next step if you wanted to like really amplify. It, uh, it kind of has like a similar feel to like um, uh, the House of Usher, where it's like it's storytelling using the 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 book like the written book uh, and like the, these weird like different types of like how you would write to kind of build up the the actual tension in your reader and anxiety in your reader from reading it to kind of build like to kind of get the character the, the reader as much immersed into the story as a character would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the the house of usher is about a, a or i think it's the house no house of leaves sorry house of leaves uh is a book um that is published and written with all manner of like bizarre um font sizes and font colorations and and different formatting in the pages itself as you're reading the story because the story itself is about a house that constantly changes and shifts so it the the story itself like the 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 physical text are change like like are are augmented and 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 changed and wrong compared to contemporary storytelling and that is to give the reader as much anxiety as the character who's venturing into this house in the story so mm-hmm. It's it's a similar kind of format, um, or it's a similar kind of method, and I, I appreciate that. Mikey, you've been very quiet. How do you feel about this? <laughs> um, it's formatted, <laughs> so you like yeah. it, or you... <laughs> yeah, well, we got a lot more formatting than some of the other stories that we've had that have had any formatting <laughs> did... at all. <laughs> we did just get off of our April Fools' episode where it was just a block of text. <laughs> With no formatting whatsoever, and that's that. That was an obviously bad, like, or obviously good bad example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, so this is a a lot nicer to read than that just giant block of text. Yes, and again, weird. Somebody from the SCP Foundation did a very interesting and unique formatting job on their story, but did it well. <laughs> it's almost as if they've done formatting for like different types of like narratives before <laughs> yeah so. like I, I i both hate and don't hate to say it but this is like formatted better than probably 90 percent of the stories on creepypasta.wiki or whatever i mean that's a little a little harsh um notice i'm not saying it's, it's your fault you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> um, but like again it's just like the it's it, it, it it's just um the level of of um, I was about to say level of competency, but that's really bad. <laughs> You're being meaner than I am. <laughs> I, I don't mean I'm not meaning to be that. Like I mean, like it's it's the level of like again, like writer, like or like authorship and stuff like that. Like it's it's all about editing, right? Like yeah, editing because is, you're writing an SCP. It's so specific, and like yeah. it, you need to like, lay it out and be very thoughtful about it because it's supposed to be a um like a, a professional team putting this information together. So yeah. in translating that into a story, that's going to translate over as well. Yeah, or if you're used to to having that kind of like editorial ship in with like uh, in like other things that you've done in your hobby, it would make sense that some of those skills would translate to when you actually are telling a or when you are telling a more 
conventional story, just not conventionally. <laughs> hmm. um, again, like uh, uh, often writing is easier than editing. <laughs> like writing down mm-hmm. your your story is easier than editing your. As it, as I have found out, uh, like from firsthand experience, and from what I think a lot of people realize, uh, like have have come to uh, come to realize when it comes to stories, mm-hmm. it's certainly like something that we've pointed out a couple of times on our show. So. Uh, since we have a whole, we have whole segments devoted to the editorial ship of 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 short stories. <laughs> so, okay. So, bottom bottom line from what I'm getting from over the formatting is that we all liked it. We all we actually all enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Weird. Okay. No, it was terrible. All right, fair. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so, reading reading the actual story itself. Um, that's my next segment on this. Oh, my actual thought. Um. I could not help but read this with a mock American Southern or Western drawl. I, okay. I I was just I was reading the story like and like and it was just I could not help but read it like um, uh, the woman was wearing that what Joey thought was a very cute yellow sundress and carried a an umbrella with a small flamethrower installed in it. <laughs> like I could not help but read it that way. Like mm-hmm. it's from, right from the get go, and it's I, I knew I was going into like the, the vulture gulch thing, and I think I it, it's just I think it's more of just like a personal thing. But it, it also really felt in line with the characters that I'm that I'm reading about because it's like an old Western ghost town. I don't know. I, mean, um, I personally didn't get that drawl, but that's fine. Yeah, no, it's, I think you do love that drawl. That's your favorite like that, of yeah. all types of drawls. Yeah, yeah How no, many drawls are there? That's the only drawl I know of, honestly. <laughs> um, I mean, like, yeah, my, my I, I think uh, it's just the American drawl is what I call it. But like, I do it out of like, yeah. uh, like I don't do it out of like. Uh, like I, I hate Americans. <laughs> like, and that's why I like. Of course not. I do it out of love. I love that that droll. It's very it like awesome. melodic. It's very melodic. <laughs> um, it, yeah. So like, it, it reminds me of a simpler time. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. Yeah. Um. So and then we're gonna move on. I'm gonna move on from the reading. Uh, unless you guys have anything about like re- while like any experience, uh, any kind of comments about while you were reading the story, I will move on to my next thing. Just like blanket statements. Yeah, no, I just I have a, that's all I really kind of have for the story because like, yeah, I have a few I have a, I have a few things at the bottom that are a little bit more specific, but like yeah, I, I found myself like not really having anything specific to talk about on the story outside of just like what the story how the story felt to me. So, mm-hmm. um, okay, I'll, I'll just that usually I'll move happens on. to me when I read a story that I really like and, and weird <laughs> for this story <laughs> for me anyway. You say that, yeah. but I have a lot of notes here i I also have some specific notes but i'll get into those into my next one uh, with the characters um so much how like the scp entry itself 3885 really gives characters to this town and its people like just through like the interactions of uh, and the observations of the drone and stuff in that um these characters are pretty well defined all said and done um and in in certain circumstances play off uh the, the story plays off the horrific angle as much as it does with the fun angle like to to kind of like give an example of that um where we go to the the thing i was just doing with the mock uh drawl um uh, the woman was wearing what joey thought was a very cute yellow sundress and carried a an umbrella with a small flamethrower installed in it which <laughs> she had explained to joey previously was supposed to was supposed to burn the rain before it could make her wet joey yes. thought that was pretty smart her natural, humble intelligence, combined with her milky eyes and missing lips, made her impossible to resist. Her name was Flower, because she was very beautiful. Joey had a crush on her, but was too shy to ever say anything. So yeah, like, case in point there, 
the contrary or the contrasting description uh, really kind of works on, for me on that end. Like it's we're talking about a corpse creature, but like in the eyes of another corpse creature, she's the most beautiful corpse creature he's ever seen. <laughs> Course, With her yeah. milky eyes, like dead eyes, and missing lips. <laughs> and she's so smart. She figured out you could burn the rain with the flamethrower. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's that's the con. Like, as much like there's there's a lot of humor here, but there's also some horrific things. If you like look into, if if so, like it, it goes from like humor to horror very quickly. But like it's all it's all blanketed um as like mundane. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that's part of the charm of it as well. Um. And then we're going to get to this section here. So uh, that was a that was a sky arrow thing. He knew it. And the box had parts in it to somehow make one. If that was the case and people made toys out of the sky arrow things, then it was possibly that it was possible that the sky arrow things were actually machines and you can make machines. And then we get that little like monologue thing at the, at the uh, like uh, in yellow. Think, Joey, you can see it. Gather your tools. Forge your people wings of glowing iron and fly. I know you can do it. Joey huffed a plume of smoke from his missing nose and frowned in determination. I won't let you down, boss. So is this actually an inner monologue that he's having, like in that yellow tone? Or is it the boss speaking to him like through his mind, like through like some power? It kind of gives me a like a sinister vibe a little bit. 100% 100% um, I'm on the side of the boss. Yeah. Um and I, I you know I'll bring this part up uh and then so going to continue with this quote here. Uh clouds did not appear to care. They also disappeared and reappeared apparently at random, refusing to adhere to anything resembling good sense and order as Joey understood it. Joey did not trust them and suspected that clouds were things made by wizards or more horrifyingly wizards themselves. Really, nothing. I wanted to nothing to say here. I just really love that line. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, but then we get this: uh, the sun was more mysterious and threatening than even the clouds were, and he began to think that the sun was the clouds' boss, probably, which was why it was strong, so strong and bright, just like his boss. Okay, so there was a bit of a segue between the cloud thing uh, here, um, but it, it, it and it kind of ties into my my comment about like the inner monologue that we get later in the story. I'm still thinking that the boss is the night hauler. Um, just just based on the hints that we get about the boss in this story. Uh, perhaps I'm projecting a biased opinion here. Welcome to our show, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, and seeing what's not, or seeing what I want to see. But regardless, I'm going to continue looking for details to further my uh, my uh, my investigation that the boss is indeed the night hauler. Like, I'm sorry when I when I read, think Joey, you can see it. Gather your tools, forge your people wings of glowing iron, and fly. I know you can do it. That sounds exactly like what the Nighthauler said to the agent in in the SCP of the Nighthauler. <laughs> like, I can I can feel your bur. I, I can I want to taste your goddamn heart. <laughs> like, <laughs> it it sounds exactly like the how the Nighthauler talks. And unless that's just I like mean, what never you can read a nursery. You can read a nursery rhyme in that accent, and it sounds like the night hauler too. I think that's the problem. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> hang on, hang on. The night hauler. I'm gonna pull up that line. Hang on. <laughs> hang on, hang on. So read a Doctor Seuss book in that accent, like Doctor Seuss is the night hauler. <laughs> C spot, C spot, run, run, spot, run. 
um, yeah, so it's like this is for so this is SCP three eight three eight nine nine zero one or the Night Hauler talking to Agent Knowles. This is for the souls of the road, for the long nights and dead engines, and everyone trying to put that horizon under their wheels. I'm I am the roar of hot iron. I am screaming freedom. I am death of all barriers. This rig's this rig ain't got no quit, honey. I don't I do not stop. Can you feel the rumble? Can you feel the fire and smell the burn? I know you can. I can taste your goddamn heart, and I know you want to fly apart with me. <laughs> I just love that fucking line also. <laughs> and I will amazing line. I will find every opportunity to quote that again. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds I, I, I might be just reading into like cadaver commanders like writing on when it comes to dialogue and characters. But it, it just seems like it is the same character to me. Um, that's that's, and I would not be disappointed in one bit if it was. Absolutely not. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's my that's my 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 actual thoughts on this story, guys. <laughs> uh, I, I left it off with I think I still think the boss is is the night hauler. So, um, yeah, Mikey, these days for evil. All right. Well, to continue your whole boss thing. Um, if you remember last week, we questioned oh, wow. if uh, Joey was the boss or not, and then joked that what if he just wears a hat? Yes. So, <laughs> well, we do find that, yeah. So what if he, it's not said, but he just wears a hat and it's his thinking cap? God damn it. <laughs> ah. ah. <laughs> he starts like, puts it on his head, it's like... I won't disappoint you, boss. <laughs> then, takes it back off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. Yeah, he like it's like he's he's like pondering like as his uh, his uh, his fellow townsfolk walk away, he just like puts it up, puts the thinking cap on, and then it's like, think Joey, you can see it. Gather your tools, forge, forge your people wings of glowing iron and fly. I know you can do it. Ooh, takes the cap off. <laughs> I won't let you down, boss. <laughs> you Joey know what? I would one hundred percent see that being a thing. Yeah, these guys' intelligence. Okay, so we currently have two working theories: is that Joey, Joey's boss, the boss, is the night hauler. That's my that's my working theory. Uh-huh. Then we have the split theory that Joey is still the boss, but he's got a split personality. Yeah, when he wears a hat, and he's the boss. Yeah. <laughs> God, I love it. And yeah, uh, the the other thing that I thought uh, when I initially read this was that uh, the boss is sort of like a hive mind, Ooh. so he he can communicate to everyone of the zombie folk through thoughts, but only when they're not thinking. Okay, so he talks to everyone else all the time. Occasionally, talks to Joey because Joey thinks a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, how about what if what if like yeah, he talks to everybody else. However. Because he's, they're always used to talk like his. They're like they're always talking to him because they're all dumb. <laughs> um, it's just background noise, like no one's, nothing's really getting said. Um, so, but it's, but because Joey is the smarter of the of the entire batch, there and because it's there's uh it's the the um the discussions are fewer or farther between. It's there's there's more focal point there. Like there's more focus with with the dialogue between him and Joey. Hence why mm-hmm. Joey is the mayor, and then there's the boss above that. Mm-hmm. Or these messages that get sent to all the zombie folk, it gets put in their head as text, and Joey's the only one who can read. 
<laughs> yes. Oh God. Yes. There's so many theories oh, here. My God, I love it. Yeah. No, it, that that's that's why the zombie apocalypse didn't happen. Is because none of them were smart enough to read. <laughs> oh my God, that is hilarious. I love it. Oh, why can't we have a movie like that? I want that movie so bad. We're basically getting it through this story, at least. Oh, yeah, for sure. God. Man, remember when our show was about horror? Like, like a serious horror? <laughs> no. Well, I think, I, think, I think the thing with this is, like, okay, like, I, I was kind of, like, contemplating that. Because, like, I realized, like, we're, we're doing Joey Fucknuts for, like, a month, basically. So I'm expecting, mm-hmm. like, silly stuff. But, like, my, 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 my kind of, like, wraparound or my, my, my justification, really, um, of, like, why we're doing this and, like, not taking it as seriously as we as uh, with other stories and stuff is because like this is a story these are these are horror stories told from the side of the of the monster itself <laughs> yeah and so they aren't going to appear scary um like like i said earlier there are some underlining tones like again like some contrasting descriptors that like as a reader that's horrific but to the characters in the story in the now in that now it's it's perfectly fine and in fact that's like what they consider beautiful sort of thing uh sorry yeah no i'm all right, yeah, backing up a bit, <laughs> Mikey. Continue. All right, and then uh, my uh, final actual thought is in regards to the title, because uh, oh, he doesn't oh. actually build a flying machine. Yeah, I was literally just typing this out to add another <laughs> thought in. I'll just backspace this. Out. Yeah, it really, it really should be Joey Fucknuts plans to build a fly, or like considers a flying machine <laughs> or joey fucknuts comma build a flying machine yes oh my god it's just the comma and remove we the got a the s has to go away too god yeah joey fucknuts build that flying machine yeah that's what the end is yeah yeah so i'm curious as to what, what what's gonna happen in the next like story I know. Like, I want to read it right now. I can't. <laughs> we gotta. We gotta wait a week. We gotta wait a week, guys, to even talk about it. So my go. Yeah, I guess it is since Mikey's being very quiet. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Uh, well, my first note is I'm just gonna be reiterating what I said last week. I'll say it again. I love hearing the thought process of these guys. Like, yes. It's fun every time. And yeah. Joey's thought process seems feels different to everyone else's because of how like analytical and quote unquote smart he is. Yeah. Like the way that they draw parallels to things and tie it to quote unquote logic is great. Yeah. Like especially yeah, with Joey I- since he's like the scientist of the town trying to figure shit out basically. Yeah. Or philosopher or whatever you want to call him. Yeah, I would definitely like count this as like a, a like a horror comedy. <laughs> hmm. Just because of like how like how chill everything is and how like weird, ridiculous the concept is, but it's, it is horrific in certain senses. Yeah. And like but, they're yeah. in a bubble basically. So they're not hurting anybody. So that's yeah, exactly. a lot of the horror. And I really hope one of the stories that we get, like has somebody talk to one of the security agents, like at the borders or at their, at their boundaries. Yeah. Like I just, I want to, I want to see that dialogue between like Joey Fucknuts and agent like Mulrooney or something. So I'm um, my next note. It was written on, one side of the ruins of Vulturevik's Diner in Bering, Greece. Joey had seen writing utensils before, but had forgotten about them after his death. So this line is kind of confusing to me, because it's saying, like, he's seen writing utensils before. Yes. And he forgot them after his death. So, so here's him my... remembering it wouldn't happen because he forgot about them. 
well, he's he gets he gets fragments. I mean, like we all have fragments of memory um, that we like half remember something, right? My, my I uh, I like this sentence because, or I like this little bit here because it gives us more information about the world of their of this thing. Because we first of all we have a geographic location in Vulture Gulch. We have Vix, uh, Vulture Vix Diner, which I'm just imagining a cartoon vulture, <laughs> like as the mascot, like as a mascot, like on the diner like thing, which is kind of weird because it isn't supposed to be like a westerny kind of town, or I guess it's like. I guess it's also like I guess oh I guess it, it did shut down in like it's the fifties. Yeah, it did shut down in the sixties and seventies. Okay, never mind. My my case uh, my, my case remains. I, I'm still thinking of it as a as a cartoon vulture because it's like from the fifties. Um, mm. the the other thing we get there is like yeah he, he's remembering before he died and came back. So that we now have like some more kind of hints as to the origins of these of these individuals is that they were dead and then they were brought back by something. But he had forgotten them after his death. Yeah, is it like he temporarily forgot them, but he's recently remembering them again? It, that's I think that's probably what the case is because, like, again, with zombie fiction, <laughs> is like there's like often like your brain dies, so your brain like uh, or like your your brain dies for a, for a, for a hot minute and then gets reanimated. So you remember some things like patterns and stuff like that, but you don't remember all the things. Yeah. So. My my guess is like the my my workaround for that in, in conjunction to like the the narrative and the world that's in uh, the world of Joey Fucknuts <laughs> is that um yeah like these people were all killed were all like dead or killed by something and then they were reanimated and so like in that process they forgot some things and Joey's one of the more smarter cookies so he's remembering a little bit more than the others like not that he retained more memories yes that he was able to post death start remembering things more exactly yeah okay so yeah it's just worded weird to get that point across if that's what it's trying to say okay yeah well and who with that line like who says he's using retinue utensils he could just be using his hands with grease well that's that's, yeah, that's what, what i, I think assume. What it, that's, that's what he is using but he's remembering like using writing utensils but he doesn't have any of those so he's just gonna he's just he's, he says like the the grease will do fine yeah like I think, I think, I think what what's happening here, like in this scene, and maybe you're right, uh, gamer. It is like just written like in a weird way, so that like it's not getting, it's not translating across properly. But for me, mm-hmm. I was thinking like as he's like 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 it was kind of like talking about like how he was writing this in Greece with his hand, kind of like on the wall, and he remembers like man, this would be so much easier. I remember using pencil or like a pencil like utensil before back when I was alive, but we don't have any of those, so I guess the Greece will have to do kind of thing. That's what I was kind of think uh, thinking. That's what he what was going on here. Okay, so then grammar inquisition. Here we go. Yeah, maybe it should be like Joey had seen writing utensils before, but he didn't have any, so his hands would do fine. Yeah, but we also I, like, I, the whole like he forgotten about them after his death thing is weird. Yeah, but it's, I like that because I, that needs to stay for me because it that gives you a hint as to like like some of their origins or like gives a little bit more clue to their origin. I guess it's just it's weird because it's saying he remembers something, but he also doesn't remember something like. The sentence itself is contradicting itself. It, it might just be semantic. Yeah. Um, like, how about like he, um, like as Joey was 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 uh had been marking the uh, the wall with the the grease to to make the words. Uh, he recalled back when he was alive and before he was or uh, back back before he died and came back. He remembers a thing called. Uh, he he remembers using. A pencil-like utensil to 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 write words, but they didn't have any of those anymore. So, or okay, or like or, this, like you go first, actually. Well, what if he has seen 
the writing utensils, but he's forgotten how they work. Yeah. After his death. (laughs) So that's why he uses grease, because, oh yeah, there's like a stack of pencils over here, but I don't know how to what they are, how to use them, so I'm using grease. I know yeah, that so they can be like, used for writing, but I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, so like Joey had seen writing utensils before, but didn't remember how to use them. After he, after, or, or since but he forgot since how he, to use yeah. them after his death. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he I used think his that, hands. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and then it's like, yeah, hands and grease w- would suffice, <laughs> or would mm-hmm. do just the same sort of thing. Yeah, like I think, yeah, I, it's kind of like a fragmented actual thought merged with a grammar inquisition. Yeah, kind <laughs> of, yeah. Because like, yeah. It's not like, just I, grammar because it's also like, what are they trying to say? Yeah, because like I do feel like it needs like what they're what, for me like it was clear what they're trying to say, but like obviously I'm one opinion on that, so we it, mm-hmm. like it needs to be like kind of corrected in a way that still keeps some of the the things that makes it interesting for me because like or like at, from my point of view, where like it's giving us a piece of information that we need or that that we that is helpful for the context of Vulture Gulch. But yes, I agree. it also needs to be legible <laughs> or understandable yes. to everybody. I agree, because them losing memories and stuff, that is very important information. So, yeah. yeah. All right, moving on. Okay. I did like not expect us to get stuck on, on that. <laughs> yeah, really. It's fine. So, um, in the first section, birds. Joey liked learning, which is why he was mayor. So, like, with the town being what it is, Joey seems like the best choice for a mayor by far, at least yeah. from seeing all the other people. Because he's doing more himself. And he's doing more for himself and his kind than the guy who's setting his head on fire for 20 minutes, you know? So. Yeah, like, I, I'm literally imagining, like, we, we, if we were, like, go back to the SCP entry where, like, the Observer drone's, like, there, like, watching the, the, the dumbasses in the, in the, in the, or the dumbass dead in the, in the square, like, lighting their heads on fire and stuff. <laughs> and then, like, like, in, like, in the background, like, there's a fuzzy figure. And then it like zooms in on that character, like, and like suddenly the the foreground becomes fuzzy, and like uh, Joey becomes clear, and he's like writing like uh, some like notes on a wall of like what the what uh, of like certain like things, like he's actually like trying to like remember things and trying to like help things along. Yeah, it's like this is a house, <laughs> like just writes in like in Greece, just house, like he's understanding again, <laughs> or like trying to like. He's like- He's like one plus one equals window. As he puts like yeah. horizontal lines between them to connect them into a window, but he's still thinking. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, no. One. And then he does the plus sign. And then one equals window because the plus sign is the cross in a window. Or did you just well, say that? I did. <laughs> okay. I'll just shut up. That's, That's fine. Yeah, sorry, I, I goofed up. Future cultists might edit it out. Yeah, I will. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, and I, I imagine like he's like trying to teach some like other zombies like in the background behind, like in front or like behind that uh like the firehead thing, and then like he turns around like it's like see, and they're all gone. They've gone over to the the the, the, the gasoline guy or the gasoline dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like whoa. Yeah. Yeah, like they're they he's trying to he's trying to teach them again, but like they're too like set on being dumbasses. <laughs> he's gonna have to find a creative way to teach them shit. Yeah. It involves like fire and explosions. Like how many one explosions car, is this? Yeah. Whoa. It's like one car plus one car <laughs> smash equals explosion. <laughs> That's just math. <laughs> yeah. Alright, uh, moving on to Section three, sun, with the the sub information of fuck, 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 shit, ow, fuck. 
Um, so, I mean, it's funny and everything, and mm-hmm. it gets my attention. I'm speaking of just the, the title and the... Just the... Okay, yeah. to it just the label. And, like, yeah. what's written on the wall. But, like, in the lore, did he actually write fuck, 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 oh, shit, oh, fuck on the wall? Yeah, my, I'm totally guessing that's what he did. Like, yep. all these other notes, he's putting down legit facts. And this whole section, oh. even the description underneath it, he doesn't really record 100% to the same level that he would in the previous one. It just says he watched it all day and his eyes hurt. Like, I'm surprised he didn't start oh. it with, the sun flies over us like the birds and clouds do. It stays up like the clouds do, but it doesn't change shape like the birds do. It moves really slowly. It takes from morning until nighttime for it to completely fly over it, over us. It's the slowest thing I know of. And then it starts going into how looking at it all day burned his eyes. I, I see, but I think it's more of like the catchy part of like, ow, ow, fuck. Like, that's, that's his, like, his first natural reaction because that's the most like pain that he gets. Like, that, like pain is, a, is the first and foremost like, priority for anybody, for anything. <laughs> so oh, yes, that would be the, but... first, the first note he would take, would be his, the pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and maybe he's writing down what he's saying, so it's uh, like the castle R <laughs> scenario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, these guys would totally be the kind of people to like to do that, like to write, like, to write. And then the boss came, and the world was ah. <laughs> yeah, but no, <laughs> I still think it should be okay. Fair. Yeah. It should have something written on the wall because that's what he's doing with everything else. Well, he fears the he fear like he like the clouds. He fears the sun. The whole point of this wall is for him to record information so he can learn. What can he learn from fuck, 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 shit, ow, fuck? I mean, it's in line with like with with his with his uh, his people, <laughs> like uh, how like they no react. Learn anything they react from that? Eh, I mean, you if say was, that. Don't stare at it too long. Fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck, shit, ow, shit, ow, fuck. Then okay. All right, fair. But there's enough. nothing there. There's nothing to learn from that section. Is the long short. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm um, still in the sun section. Began to think that the sun was the clouds' boss, probably, which is why it was so strong and bright, just like his boss. So we're getting into a bit of info about the boss here. So, but based on that description, the boss sounds like he's some powerful, visually bright thing as well. It says, taller. <laughs> no, but it's like visually hard to look at. Truck high beams. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, I, might, I, also, I would on. point out the truck, like like big big uh, hauling trucks and stuff like that, do have massive light setups on their trucks. To, yeah, I didn't uh, think about the light thing. Yeah. So like every time the night hauler speaks to them, he's just like facing them directly with the high beams on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <What an asshole. laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll let that pass then. If that's actually a thing, then great. Yeah, I really, I really, I'm rooting yeah. for the boss to be the night hauler. <laughs> can ever commander, if you ever listen to this, can you please? And if you, if if it's not in any of the next stories that we read for this, could, could you, could you please just send us an email, like confirming whether or not the boss is the night hauler? <laughs> please. Find <laughs> out. Regardless, we have our own head cannons, yes. so we'll load with whatever information we want. <laughs> Fuck you! I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> So moving on to section four, sky arrow things. So these people have knowledge of things, but not all things. No, like they know what a car not. is. They know yeah. what fire, cigars, the sun are, etc. But they don't know what planes are. Yeah, I wonder that makes what sense. the limiting factor is for this knowledge. Like, is it because they were basically programmed to only think about ground vehicles? 
because their boss thought that they didn't have the intelligence to fly a plane. So my my guess here is that like yeah, first off, like they were they were reboot. Like my guess is like when they were reanimated, they were to a degree rebooted. <laughs> um, also, if this place has been here since like the sixties or seventies, airplanes aren't as weren't as common back then to the regular people. So like that might have been something that was just forgotten. Um, and that's assuming that like all of them were people from like the fifties and sixties that died. Like maybe they are older bodies that were reanimated. Um, so like, I, I think it's just kind of playing off of like, kind of like these are simple folk who are at, at the current stage. They are, they, they know ground vehicles and this, the idea of air vehicles is like heaven sent to them. No pun intended, <laughs> like heaven sent knowledge. But they also know like heavy metal and shit. Was that around yeah, in the sixties? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean that that shit was. I mean, again, like ra- they, there was radios in this town, so therefore, like they probably adopted that w- uh, after being reanimated. Really, we're just dealing with a bunch of greasers and uh, uh, zombie greasers and zombie. Um, uh, actually, I guess it's just, yeah, like like those like uh, those like guys who like who uh, would drag race in the fifties and sixties. <laughs> you mean greasers? <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, was trying to think, I thought there was another word for it, but I guess it's just greasers is what I'm thinking of. It's yeah. just grease. It's just grease all the way down. Pretty much. Grease, grease is a horror game. <laughs> or grease is a horror story. Yeah, it's better for that. Um, I do like a, uh, Joey's assumption that the planes are trying to send him a message. They're like pointing at some weird code that he has to decipher. What are they pointing at? They're clearly pointing at something. They're, they're arrows. <laughs> yeah, like if I was sitting here writing down the story, I wouldn't come to that conclusion. I'd just be like, it's a bird that doesn't flap. And that's it. Like that's all I would yeah. think, but the fact he came to a these as arrows and a a combination that he has to decipher is really sweet. I hope he does mm. decipher some weird ass code from that. I, I honestly don't think there is a code. He's just <laughs> reading really into this whole arrow thing. <laughs> oh, I know, but he might through his insanity to like actually fake out his own mind to think he's discovering some weird code in this guy. Wait, most of the arrows go this way. That's where we all gotta go. <laughs> and then they yeah, break the pavement. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, there's a airport that's over there, and then they all go immediately to the airport because that's where most of the planes went. Yeah, yeah. When 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 their when their sky arrow, their own sky arrow, uh, uh, inevitably fails, um, mm-hmm. and they they finally decide like we gotta find out where where these things are where these things are leading us, and they start heading over that way. It's like. That's where they land. Let's get them, boys. <laughs> just, yeah, pretty much. And then we got a zombie infestation on, into an airport. Into uh, it's yeah, just some kind of it's some like desert airport. Then all the planes crash before they can take off. Oh god. <laughs> right, then we move on to when like Flower and Awesome and everyone are there, and uh, says Flower's lap knocked Joey out of his reverie. Reverie is not a word I've really read before, so I oh, learned yeah? a thing in a story called Joey Fucknuts. <laughs> i did not expect that <laughs> yeah it's uh being like lost in one's thoughts and dreams and such yeah like daydreaming basically we're learning we're learning <laughs> yeah and yeah, my last note is just the the orange font at the end i like how it's really clearly something different like it's completely tabbed out d- different color huge spaces in between yeah like even from the yeah. get-go, it was like this is something important, and this is main, and this is probably not Joey. This is somebody else. This is something else. Maybe it's orange. It's like a, a yellowish sort of color because the headlights on his on the truck are like a yellowy. They're, they're old school headlights. <laughs> so like no, what I'm imagining, yeah, no, what I'm imagining is like 
like the high beams are like blaring, but like they have like a, a they have font in them, and that's what like <laughs> what he's seeing in his in his mind's eye. Yes, like a stencil over top yeah. of a headlight. It's like a Batman yeah, exactly. thing. Yep. Oh my god. <sighs> that's it for my news. All right. So on to final thoughts. So if you've read SCP-385, obviously this is just furthering the material of that entry. So if you liked that, by all you you need to check this out. <laughs> um, if you haven't already, after we've you know talked about it for like maybe less than an hour, <laughs> um, the this is a very fun little vignette or like a snippet of everyday living. It seems in Vulture Gulch, uh, possibly leading to something more, and that's what I like about it. And that's why I like, I'm looking forward to the next story. So I don't recommend it, guys. No, it's it's pretty dumb. Not scary at all. Just yeah, yeah. Like I didn't even agree with Oscar really at all. I know. Like, why are we doing this? But no, um, <laughs> shouldn't even be on the show. <laughs> the joke aside, I I would recommend this because this is hilarious. But it's it's got creepiness. It's got the creepy themes. It's a horror comedy, is what we're reading, really. <laughs> Uh, and I, I absolutely love it. For that. So, like, if you're if you if you want something that's SCP but doesn't take itself too seriously, by all means, check this one out. Um, and look forward to our rendition or uh, our our discussions of the next few stories of the Ballad of Joey Fucknut. But that's my my final thoughts and recommendations. So, Mikey, these stands for evil. Uh, well, my number one issue is that there's no actual flying machine built. Yeah, that, that's I mean, really one can. <laughs> I mean, Flower and Chef and Awesome went to go build one. They, they built a Lego one. This is a primer for what Joey's about to do. Yeah, but that's not Joey. <laughs> Joey Fucknuts is going to build a build. We're going to build build a build machine. <laughs> Joey Fucknuts is going to build a fly machine. That's what it should have been called. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, uh, that aside, um, it was interesting seeing what uh, Joey came up with for his ideas of birds and clouds and sky arrow things and sort of his thoughts on things that fly. Um, and then the realization that, oh, there's a machine that can fly. And we like machines in Vulture Culture. We build them all the time and explode them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they fly. So uh, just from the, from the explosions <laughs> themselves. <laughs> they fly temporarily. They never stay up there, though. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, I'm going to give it a recommendation. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to recommend this as well. I, I still love this. This story didn't make the previous SCP any worse. It only made it better. It flushed out more of yeah. what the what the zombies were like. We are one human friend away from this being a legit buddy horror story that I've always dreamed of. Yes, that's all we I agree. Need. It's just I... a normal person to come in here and be a friend, like a... Joey Fucknuts makes a friend, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I I really hope that, that one like, like be tough. To now, top. oh sorry, sorry. Can that may be a contender to uh, to topple the epic of who was fun. Now, here's the it problem might, I see with this. Because this title is kind of deceiving. So that title might be a little... (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to see in a few weeks. Because I think that is the last story of the the series. Like, there's like four stories, I think, in total of Joey Fucknuts. And we got two more before that one. So we'll have to see what happens. (laughs) 
He just gets like a bird friend or something. It's not like a person. <laughs> I mean, he does say it's like we'll have to interview the birds. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Like I just I love like it's again like it's not serious like horror, but it's definitely like I still count it as horror and like and like spooky stuff because we're dealing with zombie creature like zombie mutant things like just living their best life out in Vulture Gulch. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just it's just charming to a degree. It's like charming horror if that makes sense. Yeah, it, oh. it, like the thought again. Their thought process is freaking hilarious and awesome. It's like if you took an alien and just teleported him here, he'd be like, "Uh, I don't understand any of this. What is this?" Oh, when you mean alien, you don't mean like a xenomorph, right? <laughs> no, because that'd be like, a <laughs> very different. Yeah, it'd be like, it'd be like uh, what are we doing here? Blah. <laughs> no, like a little gray. Yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, this is Paul. Or <laughs> the, no, the, you know what this is? This is um. Like oh God, I can't believe I'm about to say this. This is that mo- that zombie movie, Warm Bodies, that was like a zombie romance comedy. Don't where... ruin the story for me. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> no, but like it's that kind of thing where like it it, it takes them or you know what this is. This might also like um I I need to see the movie like fully. But from the trailers and stuff I've seen, this is kind of reminding me of of Psycho Gorman, which is about a like galaxy destroying like power rangers villain but like like super graphic and gory but the person that finds the like the uh, finds that monster when they crash like when they when they are finally unearthed after they crashed on earth like hundreds of years like prior the person that finds it and finds the control node to control it is a 12 year old girl <laughs> yeah is not that just become um, gamera no it, no because gamera gamera actually uh maybe like late stage gamera but like early gamera was more like actually just like a godzilla movie with like an annoying kid in the in the movie <laughs> um but like yeah that that's yeah, anyways um but it's like that kind of thing where you like pose a like a creepy like monstrous like terrifying thing that will like rip people apart in gory fashion but they have to do the whim of a 12 year old girl <laughs> so like mm-hmm. It's that kind of like hijinks ensue. Exactly, it's that kind of like horror comedy hijinks sort of situation. Is kind of what I've been getting the feel of. It's what I've been like rambling on about through this entire uh, dialogue. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just I I love it, and I I look forward to the next story to see where it goes. Um. So if this is shorter than some of our other uh, other episodes, uh, the reason is because we really liked it, and it was really hard to pick away at it. (laughs) So. Yeah, you should check it out. I think is unanimous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was it doesn't go horribly bad and turn yeah. into warm bodies or something. <laughs> oh god. Um, so that was this week's episode. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below. It gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr. Uh, we're all on Twitter. Uh, Mikey is at the East Ends for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow without that W because his name is very long. Uh, and I'm at Review Cultist. You can also send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas, SCPs, SCP-affiliated uh, stories, uh, cryptids, spooky things, monster stories, all that kind of stuff. Let us know if you have something that you'd like to share with us about it. And we will discuss it. We will talk about it, review it, read it, the whole shebang. If you'd like to help support the show financially, you can go to Patreon, like we've done to Rigor Mortis, and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, like Cadaver Commander, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, 
it'd be like speaking into the void. And without your authorship, we wouldn't, we really wouldn't have much of a show because we wouldn't have these awesome fucking stories to read and discuss and talk about. So thank you. That's true. Uh, so until next time, I have been your host review cultist. I am Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well. <laughs>